Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Welcome into the first ever Wolverine Live Michigan Recruiting Podcast. So you guys know I do my Wednesday recruiting chats. Always love interacting with you guys, getting questions in. Uh, But this is going to be a a regular occurrence here on the uh, YouTube show. We're doing a more standard podcast with actual topic structure. And we're only going to be answering super chat questions. And you guys know who I am. I'm EJ Holland. Uh, My co-pilot here is Zach Libby, new to the Wolverine. We wanted to get him on the show, and he's going to be my co-host for ever until we stop doing this podcast so what's up zach uh how are you liking the wolverine so far man man it's been a fun three weeks um learning under you clayton chris anthony has just been amazing and uh you know can't say enough about being on this website and publications so looking forward to these podcasts weekly Awesome. So yeah, we're definitely glad to have Zach over at the Wolverine. He's definitely uh, bolstered our recruiting coverage. He, um, we poached him actually from uh, rivals and he still has that social media handle, which I know some people have asked about. Uh, Elon will not let him change that handle, but he will be getting a new handle and then we'll promote that for now. We'll promote (laughs) the Wolverine. Uh, You can sign up now just $10 until next football season. Um, Insider recruiting information, team information as we head into the college football playoff, basketball, basketball recruiting. Yeah, our, our producer with a nice message there. Um, but all for just $10 at the Wolverine.com right now. Um, sign up today. I believe that gets you through August of 2023. Um, yep, 10 bucks. Also, like uh, this channel, like the video, definitely helps with the algorithm. And we're only answering super chat questions today, guys. Um, Tuesdays will only be super chat questions, so we can keep the flow of the show. Um, so if you want to don't, if you want to um, put in a super chat, just click that donate button, and that money goes towards our um, <laughs> our travel budget. Man, you're already getting uh, getting some heat. Uh, they're they're egging the new guy. They're they're calling you a woman. Zach, uh, but but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know very many bearded women other than uh, 
those that appear in the circus. I mean, maybe Zach is that in hiding. But um, our first topic of the show is going to be uh, Jaden Davis. Everybody wants to know when's Jaden Davis deciding. I've had panicky mentions on the social media. Um, for those of you that don't know, again, Jaden Davis, top 100 quarterback out of Charlotte Providence Day, Michigan's top overall target for next cycle, and really the only quarterback on the board. So just to give you guys a, a little bit of clarity on decision timeline, Jaden has always been very clear on decision timeline. He's always said after the season, before the end of the calendar year. The season's over. Jaden Davis's season wrapped up on November 18th, I believe, with a state title. Obviously, November is over. We have moved into December, but it's still not the end of the year. So not any reason to panic right now. I mean, we still have, what, 25 days to go before the end of the calendar year. So Davis could really decide at any time. There's no set commitment date for him yet. But last I heard, that's still the plan. I'm not too nervous. Zach, are you nervous at all that Jaden Davis has not pulled the trigger or at least even set a commitment date? No, because I think he's been off and on about when he wants to commit since August. Like I have talked to him personally when I went down there to Charlotte and he really didn't know what then. Um, I think it's just getting it done and out of the way. Um, obviously, quarterback is a very different position. Having a quarterback early um, is perfect for a team in order to have a headliner and really for other commits to know who's going to be your gunslinger for the next four years. Um, I think also schools that were also on his top top list have grabbed quarterbacks. So I know his list is um, narrowing down without his control. Um, and I think he just wants to get it over with. Um, I, I, I know he's not a media darling, I guess. You know, he's not a very um, you don't hear from him much. So I think he just wants this done. I think he's tired of the process. I think he wants to know who his teammates are. I think he wants to build bonds with his teammates. And I think he just wants to know, he wants to head into his official visits at least, or into the next fall, knowing that he knows where he's going to play. Um, going back to Michigan, I don't think, I don't think him waiting, um, should be of importance, even if he prolongs this. I have said in the past on the other website that, you know, you could see a decision come in spring or maybe in the summer because that was when he really didn't know. Um, I think we'll only know when he actually makes that date known. Um, and being that he's not really on social media, we will all know when he does that. So as long as he is still in communication with Weiss, with Harbaugh, with Moore, with really the entire Michigan staff, I think Michigan fans should not be concerned of when he actually does it. Um, because as everyone that covers Michigan recruiting knows, um, you know, Michigan has had the momentum for months and I think it still does heading into Christmas. So uh, I'm not worried as long as he does it, he does it. Definitely. So I want to address something you said, Zach, is that he's been fluid with his decision timeline. And that that is correct. Early in the process and even heading into the season, Jaden didn't really have a set timeline. He was kind of all over the place on when he wanted to shut it down. It's only been more recently that he's stated that he wants to get it done before the end of the calendar year. Now, I saw Jaden um, during his playoff run, and and he made it clear that that was the timeline after the season before the end of the calendar year. Now, could he take it beyond the calendar year? 
maybe Zach, uh, I, I think you kind of made a point that you still wouldn't be that concerned if he does take it into uh, the spring. I would be a little concerned only because Michigan's not building a ton of relationships with other quarterbacks. You have NIL that is a complete wild card. Um, you have the potential for other schools to get involved. The longer it goes, the more chance you have of, uh, of some bigger schools or some more NIL friendly schools, should I say, getting involved because you have had bigger schools. Like you mentioned, Zach, take other quarterbacks. You had Alabama take Julian say, and uh, you know, LSU got their guy, Georgia got their guy, et cetera. So it was kind of like a, a domino effect there uh, with the quarterback takes. And so, I think with uh, Clemson maybe missing out on DJ Lagway, they could become a bigger player. It's closer to home. That could be something to watch. Uh, Lagway, I think, is making his decision tomorrow. Lagway being a, a fellow elite quarterback. Um, so Clemson could be a school. Who knows if you have a Miami or an Oregon or a Texas A&M or a school like that that is very NIL friendly decide hey we want to make a big push now not not saying that Jaden's the type of guy that would just you know take NIL and that's his only factor you know I I just think that you never know in recruiting right the the longer it goes the more these guys get into the recruiting process uh the more NIL could become a factor Jaden has always stated that relationships matter to him and I, I have no reason believe him i mean he's a very football oriented guy jim harbaugh likes football guys that is Jaden. i've seen him throwing up on the sidelines come back and lead his team to win uh to a victory and i've seen him you know take some tough hits bounce back up he's been a great leader for his uh new team charlotte providence day like i said led him to a state title uh he's always made it clear that jim harbaugh having played in the nfl having played the quarterback position uh at michigan as well has been appealing to him matt weiss's nfl experience the pro style offense all of that stuff just aligns for michigan but i i do think the sooner the better if it does go into spring, Zach, like you said, you're not too worried, but do you think Michigan should go other quarterback, make some offers, or at least get some guys in on visits? I think they're slowly doing that anyway, because obviously with 2023, they were all in on Dante Moore and look what happened. Uh, other options, obviously, they're still in with Michael Van Buren of Baltimore St. Francis, who has Michigan in his top list. Um, I don't know how effective that would be, knowing that Biff Pogge has left for Charlotte. And as we know, Biff Pogge has a ton of um, recruiting prowess in the DMV and was on staff for a couple of years. So uh, I don't know how that will sh shape out. But you got other guys like Michael Hawkins out of Allen, Texas, who had Michigan in his top eight yesterday. Uh, you have Zach Wilson's little brother, Isaac Wilson, who visited for the Penn State game, even though he didn't offer Michigan didn't offer. They're still in contact with the 2024 quarterback. And then if you want to go deeper into that, you have Isaiah Marshall, who, you know, obviously has a offer that was back in middle school. And, you know, he had a great year last year with Southfield in state. So if he can prove on his mechanics in the offseason, maybe they go, they circle back to him. But really the only contenders that I really think that can actually make noise is Clemson, um, Penn State of Tennessee as well, because they hosted Jaden for unofficials this fall, but Clemson is going to be a really big one to look out for, especially now that DJ Uliungle transferred and they need that quarterback behind Kate Klubnik um, for the future. 
Um, Clemson's obviously close by. They have the pedigree. They have the quarterback pedigree. Um, so that's one to look out for. But, you know, I think I think the longer he waits, I think it's just him making sure he has the right decision and making sure that all of his bases are checked. And if that means going back to Michigan a couple more times, then so be it. You know, having him be on campus when there's not a game day, so there's not all the obnoxious distractions around him so he can actually sit down with Weiss and more a little bit more. Um, that's why I don't think I'm not that concerned because obviously Michigan has done great this fall and the summer, and it's only going to tra- transition to the same degree in the spring and the winter. So, guys, uh, just a reminder for those of you asking questions in the chat, uh, this is a more structured show. I will be answering questions on tomorrow's Wednesday uh, recruiting chat. This is more of our uh, recruiting podcast, so we are only answering super chats. If you want your question answered, hit the donate button. If not, come back and join me tomorrow. Uh, But, look, I think the all your eggs in one basket uh, approach is – a risky proposition. I mean, it didn't work out with Dante Moore, and I think it will work out in the end with Jaden Davis. I've I've had a prediction in since the summer. I've had no reason to change it at this point. You know, I think fans would probably panic a little bit more than than Michigan if he does take it into the off season. But I do think if he does take it into you know that February March uh, past past the start of the year, basically. Um, I do think you make a little bit more effort with some of the guys you mentioned. I absolutely love Michael Van Buren. I think he's a stud. Um, you look at what he did at St. Francis this season, uh, what he did as a freshman is extremely impressive. I had a chance to see him live earlier in the fall. He's uh, a little bit more of a dual threat guy than, than Jaden. He's very quick. He can make things happen. Uh, with his feet. He's a really polished, accurate passer. Might not have the arm strength that Jaden Davis does, uh, but you always love those St. Francis kids, man. They have a lot of moxie, uh, a lot of swagger to them. That Baltimore attitude uh, just really stands out to me, and you see that with Blake Corum. You see that with Ayabi Oki. Um, you see that with Derek Moore, man. Like, there's just something about those guys. I think, you know, if you have to pivot and not necessarily pivot if, you know, Jaden continues to prolong it. I I don't see any reason why you wouldn't take a closer look at Van Buren. I get Biff's gone, but there's still that St. Francis tie uh, to Michigan with all the guys on the roster. Um, get some of the other guys, you know, Isaac Wilson, Mike is probably a little lower on, uh, but I, I think Van Buren's a great, option in case that happens and you know there isn't a clear front runner there penn state oregon are are two schools that are very involved there's some others as well but i think michigan could easily get back into that race if it comes down to that but right now not anticipating it um look i i think Jaden will get it done i think he'll get it done soon at least that's the hope um so I'm, i'm not going to be worried until you know we get past the calendar year and if you ask zach he won't be worried (laughs) until who knows when so um but that's that's kind of it on Jaden davis guys i mean we are just gonna sit back see how it transpires keep a close eye on clemson especially with the lagway decision tomorrow and uh we'll keep you updated as we hear anything else um and one last reminder this is a super chat podcast uh only so click the donate button if you want your questions answered let's go ahead and segue to another topic we're about halfway through the show um 
these podcast shows are going to be about half an hour. So uh, we could go on and on about Jaden Davis. Uh, I was going to ask about Jaden Davis's rankings and things like that, but uh, we're quickly moving through time. So let's go ahead and get to the next topic. Michigan is in on a couple of uh, flip candidates, one being Aaron Gates. And that's who we're really going to focus on here. Uh, four star out of the state of Georgia, the top priority for Michigan at the nickel spot uh, has been committed to for more than a year. You see our, our great producer Hutch bringing up the uh, the rankings. Man, uh, looks like uh, he's dropped in some rankings. Not the fault of Gates though, man. He he suffered a torn ACL. I hate when sites uh, drop kids because they're injured. Like there's nothing they can do about that. Um, but anyway, uh, I still think Gates is a really talented, versatile player in the secondary Michigan has had him on campus three times despite his commitment to Florida they've never been able to completely flip the burger with their spatula um so hopefully uh we see some movement here in the next couple weeks um right now Michigan is still very much in the mix in fact Jim Harbaugh is set to make an in-home visit on Thursday I believe Jesse Minter uh Steve Klingscale are also slated to be out there, Michigan making the rounds in Georgia. They'll actually see another priority DB target uh, in Tyler Scott tomorrow. They'll see on 300 offensive line commit Nathan Afobi. But the big, big name here is Aaron Gates. I'll let you share your opinion first, Zach. Will Michigan flip Aaron? Will they finally get it done? Well, the Florida site, Florida sites, and the recruiting reporter who covers the Gators, Corey Bender, talked to Gates yesterday, and he knows where he's already committing. So I don't know if this in-home visits with the staff is just sealing the deal, or if the Michigan is actually running behind and needs this to make headway. Um, but I guess with how he knows where Michigan stands with him, obviously he's the top nickel option on the board. Um, he has been there three times: one for the spring game. The second was the official visit. And then he was actually at the Illinois game as a surprise. Um, I was on the sidelines and I saw him showing up in like hunting camo, like prepared for the cold. Um, but no, he was a surprise, surprise guest, I guess you could say. Um, no one knew beforehand. So it was great to get Gates to see a game, like an actual game. Um, he was there with his parents. Um, they got front row seats next to Samaj Morgan and his family. Um in terms of how Michigan is actually going after him, I have talked to his parents a couple of times, both sets, and he has said that they have said that their best relationship with someone not on the Florida staff happens to be Steve Klingscale. Um, he has kept in contact well before he joined Michigan. He actually offered Gates at Kentucky. Um, you know, they're in terms of how they communicate, you know, the Michigan staff has not deterred their interests from the ACL tear. Um, They've, they still feel as he is, like you said, a top option. Um, his parents don't care about distance, even though they're from Georgia. Obviously, Florida is relatively closer, but, you know, it's still a quick flight up. Um, they have told me that if they want to hand their son off to somebody, it's got to be somebody like Steve Klingscale. And if you read our stuff on the board and on the website, we know you know that players, recruits, coaches, parents have talked about uh, Steve's honesty, his his truthfulness, his pretty much quote-unquote telling it how it is. Um, you know, that really resonates, especially with parents who just want their son to be with a mentor um, that far away. Um, 
I think it's imperative. I don't think, obviously, he would be a great get. Obviously, Michigan is in with another set of defensive backs, and Aaron Gates is important um, to get someone that high and you know successfully get him after months and months and months of talking. I think it's just not only shows that they can go down to Georgia, um, which is top five in the country of uh, recruit hotbeds, and get someone like Gates, which would end up being the third player in the 2023 class that comes from Georgia and Michigan. And um, it would just show that Kling Sale is obviously one of the best recruiters in the, on the staff and how important he is to keep him on staff for the next few years. Um, yeah, obviously, we know about how much he's done well in Ohio, but I think this this recruitment with Gates will show that his, I don't know, four years of staying in a relationship paid off. So we'll, we'll know where he's actually going to go after this in-home, which is going to probably, like we said, either going to seal the deal or change how he thinks about Michigan. Yeah, it's de- definitely interesting um, as, as in terms of what Gates told our Florida side. So like Zach said, he basically told our Florida reporter, Corey Bender, does a terrific job covering the Gators. He said, hey, I, I pretty much know where I'm going, going into these in-home visits. So uh, like Zach, I don't really know how to take it. Is that good for Michigan? Is that not good? I think it... Uh, it kind of sucks for Michigan that he did go to Florida for an official visit. I had buzz that that might not happen. It obviously ended up happening, but I think the in-home will give Gates and his family a lot to think about. And they've been thinking about it a lot over the last year, you know, visiting for the spring game, official visit in the summer, like Zach said, the surprise visit for the game against Illinois. I mean, Michigan's always been on the cusp of flipping Gates. They've just never been able to get it done. And I'm not really sure what else Michigan can do. It's, you know, Clink's put in so much work in this recruitment. Like you mentioned, Zach, he's been recruiting him since he was at Kentucky. Matter of fact, the first time I ever met Aaron Gates, I was at Michigan satellite camp in Nashville seeing like Miles Pollard and some random guy came up to me and was like, this is going to be the number one DB in the country. He already knows Clink and it was Aaron Gates and it was like super random. But um, yeah, Clink's built that relationship for a while. Gates drove all the way from Sharpsburg, which is south of Atlanta, up to Nashville for that camp uh, in large part because of, of Steve Klinkscale and the relationship he had there. So Clink's done everything possible. Jesse Minter, doesn't get enough credit as a recruiter, man. He's done a fantastic job in this one as well. He's been out to uh, Trinity Christian, his high school, on multiple occasions. He's very, very well liked by the staff there. Um, so honestly, what what can Michigan do? It has to be Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh's got to be the guy that's got to close this deal, man. He is still one of the best close. He's probably the best closer on the staff. I mean, even though he's not climbing trees and he's not – the jackhammer per se. He's a guy that kids still look up to that. He, he resonates with, uh, he's, he has a quirky personality, but he also has the accolades. He's done it all. He's coach of the year. He's coached in the super bowl. He's played in the league. Uh, so I think Jim Harbaugh being in that living room with Gates and his family, and especially moms, you have to win over moms. She, Gates' mom works in education. Obviously, the Michigan degree means something. Not that Florida is not a good school either, but uh, Michigan has so much to offer on the academic side. They have so much to offer Gates on the football side as well, Um, making the college football playoff. And just having Jim Harbaugh in that living room, I think, can make all the difference in the world and might be the final 
push Gates needs to make a flip. Now, something that you mentioned that was important is he tore his ACL, which Florida was very involved in helping him with, um, similar to what Michigan did with Tyler Morris uh, last cycle. So I think that's going to play a role just knowing that, hey, Florida had your back. They've been there for more than a year. So it's tough to flip from a situation like that. Uh, but if anybody can flip them, it, it's of Harbaugh, Minter, Clink. I mean, those are your best guys in the living room. They have to find a way to get it done. There's no more, you know, prolonging this process. If they are going to flip Aaron Gates, they need to do it in the living room on Thursday night. All right, let's go ahead and uh, transition to our next topic. We were going to talk a little bit about Hayden Moore, but we're short on time. Just a quick note, Moore uh, is a linebacker from Colorado committed to Nebraska. Another potential flip candidate making an unofficial visit to Michigan uh, this weekend. So we're definitely keeping tabs on Hayden Moore as well. But we're going to go to our last topic. We got about seven minutes left, so wanted to give it a decent amount of time. Uh, last thing we'll touch on, unless you guys have super chats, which we always appreciate, press the donate button and we'll answer your questions. Uh, the last thing we're going to touch on is will Michigan keep on 300 edge Enoetta? Um, that's been a large topic of conversation. You see here, Eno is the highest rated commit in Michigan's 2023 recruiting class, top 100 prospect on 24-7 and a top 150 prospect on on three and ESPN and a top 300 prospect on. Um, and it was a real deal. He put up a monster senior stat line. I mean, he was dominant, doesn't play the best of competition in Texas, but he did what he was supposed to do and manhandled the, uh, the children he played against. And uh, yeah, he has so much upside. He's only been playing football for three years now, I believe. So he's uh, a guy that has so much upside that can be molded into a Mike Morris type. And, and that's kind of what they've sold him on. Uh, Michigan is doing an in-home visit with Eno uh, tonight. It might've happened already. I need to check in with Eno, but it was scheduled for today, uh, which was very important. Harbaugh being there, Elston being there as well. Um, I think that Michigan will keep Enoetta, and I'll tell you why after Zach shares his thoughts. Let's see if uh, if Zach agrees that Michigan will keep Enoetta. I have three reasons why Michigan will keep Eno. Uh, Eno. Uh, the first was I was told directly by someone who's very knowledgeable about the situation, and he was said that Eno told him and others that he was going to stay. Um, whether or not he flips on that, on that is yet to be seen, but they are confident that he is going to stay. The second reason is that NIL is not going to play a big fact, the biggest factor like it did with Collins, um, different situations in home. And obviously, um, I think the opinion with the family with NL, um, NIL isn't going to be that big of a factor. And then the third reason is his relationship with Jesse Minter, Dylan Roney, and Mike Elston, who as he has told me personally that they have been real with him since the start. What, so playing time, how he will fit, what his attributes are, what he needs to improve on. They have been honest and realistic with how he can succeed at Michigan, which is something that he has been fond of ever since he committed in July. Um, we were going to detail after his Nebraska visit, which as you don't, if you don't know, the Nebraska game was his first fall visit, you know, uh, since committing. Um, he was there with all the instators, so he got close with everybody. 
um, including like kicker Ab Samaha, running back Cole Cabana, and offensive lineman Amir Herring. Um, as the lone out-of-state commit for that game, he was saying that everyone was really super nice to him. Everyone wanted to gravitate towards him in a genuine way. Um, fans, coaches, players, like everyone wanted to, you know, be in his little bubble. And he just thought like, that's where home can be. Like I'm wanted here. Um, after the Ohio state win, he said, quote, they counted us out and we showed them why that's a mistake. Now, I mean, of course it's a big win, but I think the terms we and they have some meaning to it. And then the big 10 title game, Obviously, he said one word. If you read our story that that we posted about recruit reactions, he said really just one word, which was inspirational. Um, I know we're going to go into deeper uh, conversations about the effect of Collins, Achi, and Pond leaving. So I'll transition back to you before we go go into that. Yeah, so uh, I do think he's going to stay, man. Um I don't think it's going to be a Collins Pong situation. Now, is that still a possibility? Yes. Miami has been in contact with NO. Collins has actively been recruiting him uh, to, oh, we have a super chat here. It comes from Mac Frisk. And let me just finish my thought on NO and we'll get uh, to your question here. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Miami is a factor. It's definitely going to be something that I watch closely. Look, Collins told me, I'm sticking with Michigan the night before he ended up flipping to Miami. So it's not like, you know, words carry that much weight. So, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Um, I'm, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get fooled again. I'm keeping a more cautious eye on this situation, knowing what uh, happened with Collins. Uh, TCU still involved. Oklahoma is still involved. But when you look at that factor, NIL, I think, money talks and it does resonate with a lot of recruits, but Eno comes from a really strong household. I have heard that his family is not about just the NIL pitch. Um, Eno has always been upfront about Michigan offering the best of both worlds, elite education, elite football development. That's why he picked Michigan over Michigan state. The first time Michigan state was all flash Brandon Jordan, big hire NIL take pictures with these cars. Uh, but in reality, Eno saw right through it and he committed to Michigan because he saw the development. He saw the results. And like you said, the big 10 title calling it inspirational. He sees the results again on the field. It wasn't a flash in the pan last year. Michigan's here to stay. They're developing guys, and I think uh, I think that'll keep him on board. So, you know, yeah, we're we're monitoring these other schools, but Eno keeps referring to Michigan as we. He's been working really hard to recruit others to Michigan. When I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, right before Collins uh, decommitted, uh, you know, he told me like, "Dude, I don't think like the fans understand how hard I'm working to help build this class," and like you could just hear that emotion in his voice of wanting to put together a special class despite it being such a frustrating cycle where Michigan's coming off a college football playoff appearance and is ranked number 23. So I think uh, I think Anno stays. Um, we're running out of time, so let's get to our lone super chat. Uh, Matt, 999. Thank you so much, Matt. We will put that towards our travel budget. Uh, Matt says, sorry, guys, just entering any word on Jair Hill would love to have him on the class. So, uh, we can 
briefly uh, give our takes on Jair Hill, Zach. So this one has long been a Michigan-Illinois battle uh, with uh, the great Coach Brett at Illinois uh, retweeting Eric All as a little bit of a negative recruiting uh, tool this week. Uh, so you can see that battle still very much heated. Uh, Jair uh, on 300 prospect, actually ranked higher than Eno on on three uh, would be one hell of a land. He's been the number one priority at corner for a while. Uh, Michigan is making an in-home. They are continuing to do really well with Hill. The uh, last visit he visited multiple times throughout the fall, but I think his most recent visit to Michigan really moved the needle really with his mother. Uh, he was there for the win against Illinois. So he saw the head to head win. he saw what, Michigan has done the last couple of weeks on television. I think his mother's warming up to Michigan. I think kind of like Gates, uh, it's going to be up to Harbaugh to get it done. But right now I I would give the advantage to Michigan. Thoughts that? I think the Illinois game really propelled Michigan to a spot where they haven't really been before since like June. Um, I think since being on this beat, I've been flipping off and on about who is actually leading this recruitment, whether it be Michigan or Illinois. At one point, I thought it was Michigan. Uh, towards the end of the summer, it was all Illinois. And then by this point, uh, heading into, you know, in the early half of December, I think it's still Michigan. Um, when you, If you saw Jair at the game on, at, against Illinois, there was never a point where he wasn't flashing his teeth. Like, I've never seen this kid so happy before. I know he's kind of quiet. Like, I know he has a very – he's not a um, hoopla kind of guy. But I've never seen a kid more excited just to be on the field at the game. I don't know if it's because it's his two top favorites were playing against each other or, you know, something happened that day that just made him so happy. But he just looked really pleased to be there and really proud that – a, he got to be so close on the field with his mom. His mom was also looking very happy. They were taking pictures everywhere. Um, I think he was also feeling great just to be around players that he's known for months, either commits or targets that are also interested in Michigan. And I think it was just a great game overall for someone like Jair to see because, A, it was, what, 10 degrees with wind chill by the Jake Moody field goal. And everyone that had those big yellow puffy jackets, including Jair, was just having the time of their lives, even if their feet were numb at the end of the game. Um, I think a win helped, I think, be uh, replicating the communication by the coaching staff that Illinois has been proud of for months. I think that's huge. And I think uh, enticing, making the mom more interested and more uh, you know, she's looking more. Obviously, he responded to us after the Ohio State game, and he just said, keep it up. You know, my mom is watching. And I know you've been reporting that, you know, mom, the Mrs. Hill is going to be the biggest factor. And I think it's just, I like you said, Harbaugh has been known for his closing in more ways than none. Um, but I think him, Clank, Minter, everybody that shows up to his house, it's all about the mom. I, I think Jair knows he'll be developed into – an NFL caliber cornerback. I think he knows he'll get a great education, but the proximity to home, the relationship that Bielma and his staff have done with him. And I think um, the opportunity to earn more playing time at Illinois earlier than probably at Michigan is heading the other direction. So again, 
entice mom, make mom ready to send her son to Ann Arbor. And I think he'll end up being the second cornerback commit of this class. Really quick, um, <clears throat> something to note on that visit, Denard Wilson has gotten increasingly involved in this recruitment, played a big role on that trip uh, for the game against Illinois. Uh, but also that sit-down meeting with Harbaugh on the visit, I think, really went really, really well. I think the in-home will go well as well. Um, as far as commitment timeline for Jair, he tentatively was looking at it around December 10th. That is this weekend. He has not put out uh, any type of announcement uh, date. And last I talked to Jair, he did not have a firm date. So he is looking to make a decision uh at some point this calendar year, uh, it might take it all the way to the early period, but either way, whichever school he picks, he is looking to sign early and he has met the qualifications to enroll early. Uh, I think he was still debating that because he is also uh, really good at track. He led Kankakee uh, to the state uh, meet last year. So that's something to uh, to consider for him is whether he'll be an early enrollee or not, but either way, again, planning to decide in December. Um, appreciate you guys for joining us as always. Um, you know, tune in next week. We'll have uh, Zach in for another show. This is going to be our weekly recruiting podcast. Uh, for those of you that joined late, Zach Libby is our new recruiting hire. He's a terrific job over at the Wolverine every Tuesday. We'll be here having a structured show. It'll be super chat questions only because I am keeping my Wednesday show where I continuously just answer all your questions. So we just call it the recruiting chat show, but uh, Zach won't join me for that. He can uh, go out and enjoy some pizza or something, but uh, as always subscribe to the Wolverine.com, just $10 until next football season, click the like button, uh, on the videos, share it. If you again, if you guys joined late, you can always watch the replay as well. Um, but like I said, thanks guys. Hope you all have a great night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.